0: Hi everyone and welcome to The Outside Story, a podcast on TV, film and media from an outside perspective. I am your co-host Jessica and with me today I have Jonathan and Larry. And today we will be reviewing the I guess, TV series called Yappy, which is on YouTube. But first, we're going to start off with a new segment on our podcast, and it's called Sibling Wars. And Jonathan, can you explain what exactly is Sibling Wars?
1: So um, Sibling Wars essentially kind of came out of what you all don't see in all of the planning and production of this is we argue a lot. <laughs> I don't eh, want to say a we lot. Bicker. But we bicker. We bicker. Yeah, we have deferring
2: opinions on many matters.
1: Uh, Whenever we're trying to decide what to review or what to watch next, um, like there's just all these things that like we should do this, we should do this, we should do this. And it all comes out of like, you know, our own love and passion and obsession for certain things and certain bands and certain music and certain media and all that stuff. And so Sibling War is an opportunity for us to not only share the things that we love but also for the other two siblings to roast and toast some of the things that we love and adore so for example every week one of us is going to be sharing a piece of media whether that's a song or a drama a korean drama or like a film or whatever and we're requiring the other siblings to watch it listen to it and do whatever and then they're going to kind of give their opinion on that specific piece of media this week uh, we're starting off with larry larry's going to give me and jessica he's giving us a music video to watch and so we've watched this music video and now we're just going to talk about it but larry do you want to talk about the music video that you had sent to us
2: sure so it is a k-pop music video by the group everglow it is their debut song called Bonbon Chocolat. And I, um, I think I discovered this song um, just kind of listening to like a curation or watching a curation of like top uh, most watched videos on YouTube of this year like for K-pop music video so this one came up and then i really liked the highlight so i was like okay i'll check it out and i got just freaking addicted to this song and yeah i just wanted to kind of share this and just kind of like show it to others and always you know i'm i'm an everglow fan i don't know what they're i don't think they have a fan name yet but um i'm definitely one of those i have like I don't know, Jonathan, if you remember, but I had, like, posters and Polaroid photos of
3: them mm-hmm. on my room. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I so, yeah.
2: I, I yeah I like this group a lot. So, yeah. So, this was their debut song. So, what would you guys think? Jonathan, do you want to go first?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or okay. oh, I can go first. It well, doesn't matter?
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, yeah. Are we roasting first or are we toasting first? Double roast, double toast, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, um, I used to listen to K pop a lot. And I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, I used to, you know, have my fair share of K pop. And I really respect the people who, you know, go to K pop and all that stuff. And I'm prefacing all this because I don't want to seem
0: disrespectful (laughs) about what I'm going to say. You're a hater. You're hating already.
1: Yeah, he's he's a hater already. (laughs) Uh, Don't kill me, Everglow fans. (laughs) <laughs> um yeah I just think you know the songs fine like um I just I just feel like um it's not really that special the music video itself doesn't really tell us anything or say anything it's just them dancing you know like there's no story behind it which I like I remember back in the day when like K-pop music videos were like all super story based and I loved those days Um, they just just don't I mean okay nowadays there are some K-pop artists who tell stories in their music videos but for the majority they do not so you're telling me I'm basic yeah
2: it's a little basic (laughs) I'm Um, basic okay okay
1: yeah it's a little basic and you know the hook is good the dancing is a little weird for me the thing where they do the little, they do the little thing with their fingers they, they and with they their do the hands. Like, dance. I'm like, huh? The cat, like- the cat ears, and then the spreading of the legs It's just a little weird for me. I just, I just can't. I'm just like, oh my god, what's happening right now? Um, oh
2: man, that's funny. But you know, like,
1: um, but but the 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 here's. Like, as a musician slash artist, I say that if you can play your song on an acoustic guitar or a piano um, in front of an audience or, like, acoustic guitar in front of a campfire and you can sing your song and and it, like, it sticks and it hits, then that is a damn good song, you know? And I just don't feel that way for the majority of K-pop, um, this song included. I just feel like, you know, if you play the song on an acoustic guitar than in front of someone or in front of, a, like, you know, in front of your friends, you guys are just sitting around singing. It's just not going to stick. And that's just me. You know, that's just my opinion. And I I I don't doubt that somebody could probably do a really good acoustic cover of this song. I, I bet they could. Um, but the thing is, it's just so overly produced, so overly, like, dependent on the bass drop, you know, and it's just a little too much for me. That's just me. But you like I, I can I can appreciate the hook and I could appreciate you know like the the talent and the hard work that they put in and and the choreography I could appreciate all that but the music video again doesn't really do much there's no story Uh, it's just a bunch of like lights and camera work and like they're sitting on a car and I was like oh my gosh these hit all the tropes of like uh, how to make a Korean music video you know (laughs) Um, and so yeah it's just yeah, it's like you know have you guys seen that meme where like if you flip? On the inside of a, um of like a shredder, then like you can film a um a Korean music video or something.
3: Oh really?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. I'll have to show it to you guys. <laughs> Did you flip like a, um you know those metal shredders that you use to shred carrots
0: and stuff. Yeah.
1: You know what yeah. I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oh, oh. Thought, yeah yeah yeah. I, was I thought you in that like, inside out.
2: I thought you
0: meant like a paper it. shredder for some no, reason. No, not, not a like, paper shredder. Yeah,
2: I was thinking a paper shredder <laughs> no, 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 too, no, no,
1: but no. but yeah yeah. Like okay, a shredder that makes you like shred carrots on. Yeah, you flip it on on its side and you shine a light through it. Yeah, it looks like a Korean like Korean music video, like K-pop music video. That's um, funny. And funny. that's exactly what I was feeling as I was watching this yeah. video. Yeah, so. that's and there. Okay. You go. Oh okay. There's my there's my roast slash toast. Okay. So Jessica? okay that was my, a double my, roast. Is it...
3: <laughs> hey, I toasted felt, a little bit. That felt like a double roast. <laughs> I toasted a little bit.
0: <laughs> okay. Um my turn, I guess. Um, I pretty much agree with Jonathan. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. Um I I the hook is catchy, but the interesting thing is that I'm surprised they didn't have like closed captioning. Most Korean like K or K pop bands, like they do have like closed captioning. I mean, for people who are lazy and don't want to go look up lyrics like me. <laughs> I mean I'll I'll look up lyrics, but anyways, um, yeah. It was the hook was catchy. The dancing for that chorus part was weird. I was like, I don't get it. Like, what is this song even <laughs> exactly. about? Like, what does it? It was they, a little weirded like, out. Yeah, like the hand <laughs> movement. A little weird out. Like, what does it have to do with the title song? Like, Bon Bon Chocolat. I'm like, huh? Like, I don't get it. So, I mean, maybe yeah. if I looked it up, looked up the lyrics, maybe I would like get it more. I'll have to like read like go look at the lyrics and then watch it again but um i guess a toast <laughs> visually it was pretty <laughs> i mean they're really pretty and like jonathan said like i respect with the k-pop industry because like they're all so hard working and they trained for years to do this stuff to like debut so like props to them but yeah like this song just it probably won't go on my playlist <laughs> I'm just like, oh, it was okay. <laughs> and yeah, like similar to Jonathan, like I, I like music with like a story and I, I like videos with this, like help tell the story of the song. That's
2: that's just my
0: preference. But yeah, there you go. <laughs>
2: Y'all have so high expectations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring them, we'll roast I mean, them.
0: Don't get me wrong. There, I mean, there are times where like it's nice to to just listen to a song, and it's just a song. Like, it's a fun song. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love, I still love songs like that. But yeah, just for this one in particular, I was just like, yeah, it's okay. Like, I've I've heard better, like, K-pop songs. And you guys know, like, I'm not the big, I'm, like, really picky about um, the girl groups that I listen to. Just, like, for this very mm-hmm. reason. is like, just because, like, oh, they're just pretty and, like, they can dance. But I'm like, but I want more than just pretty and, you know just yeah i just want more there you go
2: mm-hmm. okay cool okay. all right it's, it's funny because like the choreographer for this song is pretty popular um she's like a really big choreographer at one million dance studio okay uh, which is a really popular dance oh studio yeah in South oh, Korea. I've, sh- I've, I've seen them follow them yeah, i've seen their follow stuff. them on youtube yeah 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 so their choreography is from one of the choreographers from that studio so oh, i just thought it was really funny yeah, yeah, you okay. know, I'm fine with the majority of the choreography.
1: I just don't like the, the cat ears and the uh, <laughs> spreading of the
2: legs. <laughs> That's a little,
1: a little weird. A little weird to me. I don't know what's happening. Okay.
2: <laughs> all right, so I have a challenge for you two. Okay, I'm going to post a picture of the group, of, of all the members. And if you can pick my bias, I'm going to give a double toast on your on the next Sibling War segment for you guys. I have to give you guys a double toast. Mm
0: okay i pick okay. yiren y- yiren is that how you say her name that's mm-hmm. your bias i think Jonathan.
2: your bias is mia okay <laughs> so jessica got it right <laughs> yes, yes! how uh, did you even guess yiren <laughs> like of all of all of them you guessed
3: the right one <laughs> i
0: i was like i looked at her and i was like oh that's it that's her <laughs> i was like this is larry's type i know larry's type
2: oh my (laughs) god you're you're lucky because like originally my bias was onda but it it changed to giden as i kept watching the music video i was like oh oh it changes it changes yes (laughs) okay all right jess so for your sibling war segment i will give you a double toast no matter what it is okay okay all right Mm -hmm. all right Cool. All right. So that's pretty much it for don't forget. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I I won't forget. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for sibling wars. We're just trying to have a little fun, just sharing our interests and stuff. Mm -hmm. So and Jessica's lucky because I had to give her a double toast for her (laughs) next segment. (laughs) Oh right. And check out the song if you're interested. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: Check out check out what we watched and see if you agree with us or disagree. Let us know. Okay, thank you guys for joining us on Sibling Wars. And now we're going to get to our review of *Yappy*. So in *Yappy*, we get to meet Andrew, who is a 29-year-old Chinese-American and who for most of his life, he really never questioned his place or his purpose. And And then he goes on a date with a younger girl and she calls him out as a *yappy*, which is a young professional, a young Asian-American professional who wants to just be safe and comfortable where he is in life and he's kind of like the picture of a model minority who receives the or who achieves the american dream and in the series uh, due to his like realization of being called out as a yappy he discovers the effects of his life of just being like invisible and then he decides that he wants to do something about it just going straight into uh, your thoughts. What did you guys think about Yappy? First impressions.
2: Go, Jess. How did you actually? Uh, I know a Wong Fu. I mean, every, we all Wong everyone, Fu. We all know yes. Wong Fu. Everyone yes. kind of knows Wong Fu. If you don't know who Asian. Wong Fu
0: is, then you've been living <laughs> oh, under a rock.
2: Shame on you.
1: Dishonor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: if you are Asian um, and you don't know who Wong Fu is. <laughs> You better go check them out on YouTube right now.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, Jess, I I know they're Wong Fu, that's most likely how you heard about it, but it's like yeah, yeah. how did you, is that how you heard about it? Cuz they were just Wong Fu creating their own um series.
0: Yeah, I mean like I've been following Wong Fu for like a long time. I mean, I haven't watched every series. Or little sh- like skits or shorts that they've done, but um, once I saw the trailer for this, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this looks so good!" And um, I just it just felt really like relevant to the things that are like happening in today's society. So that's mm-hmm. how I heard about it.
2: Yeah, I've always heard, uh, I've always like seen it around, but I never really got into it because it's just like, "Oh, it's Wong Fu." Um, and for some reason, I was thinking, you know, I know Wong Fu does good stuff. Um, but for some reason, I don't know why, it didn't cross my mind to watch it. But I'm really glad Jess, we're doing this today because I really liked Yappy.
0: Yay! Y- Yappy
2: was—I didn't know what to expect watching it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I should have expected more because it's Wong Fu, right? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, like wow, Yappy was really, really good. Um, as you said, very relatable, um, and it was released last year, and they probably took a couple months to like edit it. So what they probably were producing this back in 2017. And it's still relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I I just really liked it. How they covered like all the different facets, all the different things that us Asian Americans just kind of go through. It's everyday life, everyday society, just because you just don't really see that very often at all. Anywhere. Mm-hmm. yeah so i I liked it a lot and i <laughs> and um I remember Jonathan saying in the group message saying that he, we thought there was gonna be more episodes yeah. after the fifth i one. know
0: uh, yeah, I, think, I definitely I wish mean, there
2: was more yeah,
0: I think they're working on season two i I think it's like in talks or maybe like they're thinking about it, but i mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people liked it,
2: but mm, okay,
0: yeah, I hope there is another yeah, season, they, I really do
2: yeah. They said viewers, they, they're hoping that viewership kind of makes it, like, you know, makes it as popular as it is. Cause that's kind of usually, like, you know, a good yeah. goal or milestone, I guess, to hit. And I was looking at it, I was like, it's only a million. I'm like, oh, it's only a million. I know. A, million's not, a million's a lot, but it's not, I personally don't think a million's enough, like, for this. You know what I mean? Right. Like, how many people are in Subtle Asian Traits? You know what I'm talking <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah. Everybody just needs to give a dollar. Yeah, everyone just needs to give a dollar. Everyone just needs to watch it once. And right. it'll hit, like, three million. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I But overall, I, I, I liked it a lot. So,
0: Yay, I'm glad you did. Yay! Mm-hmm. Jonathan, what about you?
2: Init- initial thoughts, right? Yeah, yes. initial thoughts.
1: I really liked Yappy as well. As I'm kind of sitting with it, like in these last couple of days, I guess, because I finished watching it yesterday, I think, I just kind of wish that they were, that it could have been a little bit more subtle in other ways, you know, but I think that they did a really good job regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think it could always be better, but then, you know, that's just, that's just my opinion. I, yeah. I just kind of wish it wasn't so, like, hit the nail on the head mm-hmm. um, with, like... All that stuff but then I also understand like the importance of like calling out kind of like racial awakening I guess you know yeah. for, for Asian Americans and the importance yeah. of that and so yeah. yeah I I get it I appreciate it and I think it's really good work that that Wong Fu is doing with yeah. Uh, with Yabi. Yeah,
0: yeah I think like if they had more money obviously and more time like they could have been like a whole like season you know what I mean i mean mm. this is i guess quote-unquote a season or it could have been been like longer but yeah i think just if they had more money and time then i think it could have been mm-hmm. really well written i mean it's it's well written for what it is but it could have been well written like out as like a super, a longer series i could mm-hmm. i could see that being like yeah on tv or something
2: yeah mm-hmm. netflix why are you sleeping on this wake up <laughs> I know Netflix. I Give the money now.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think they they did approach like like big like networks like that, but I think it, they got turned down a lot too. So yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. yeah, yeah. Like the kind of topics that they cover, especially Wong Fu like this, like it's hard to pitch. Well, and it's hard to appeal to like a relatively wider audience because it's almost so niche, niche. yeah, yeah, it's very niche, you know what I mean? It's not even its own, like, how would like if it what genre would it fall under, you know what I mean? It's not Mm -hmm. like a drama, it's not really like you know, Mm -hmm. um, any type of specific drama, you know, yeah, could be, but like, maybe if they went along the lines of like a social thriller, I think people would be more, um, I guess more drawn to it yeah um, because as as jonathan said it's kind of like on the nose on it you know Mm -hmm. like it's it's very like imagine like telling a story but like instead of like telling a story through like a character arc or through a plot or whatever it just kind of goes tells you straight up what the moral of the theme or what the moral of the story was you know what i mean Mm -hmm. that's what Yappy feels like yeah
3: Mm -hmm.
0: um what i was thinking like if they were to Pitch this like as a as a show they could do it with like people of like people of color like it could be black asian mexican like it could be like different people like going through their lives and just seeing like their struggle with like the i guess quote-unquote like american dream and like the things like they have to deal with that could be i think a cool story so that way like people will be able to like relate it be or they can relate to it if that makes sense mm-hmm
2: yeah yeah for sure yeah. and i think it definitely has the potential too because it's not just um specifically asian americans that are trying to be like you know achieve that american dream kind of lifestyle but it's just yeah. like you know everyone else is too you know so
0: yeah yeah okay so would you guys consider yourself a yappy <laughs> a young asian american uh, professional who wants to be safe and comfortable
2: but it's like it's so weird because it's like what What's the opposite then? Like, are you want to live like a dangerous, on the edge kind of life? You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> or like you're like backpacking, or like um, uh, which while well, traveling across the country, like like what's that's like complete opposite of yappy though, right? Yeah. If you're living on the edge. You're living like you know what I mean. So it's like yeah. So this is the this is the thing that really really got me thinking. I'm still thinking. I'm like, what's the opposite of a yappy then? You know what I mean? Because like isn't it just a normal desire to live like a to have like a stable life, stable income, stable you know kind of lifestyle I guess you could call it American dream but like you know what I mean like isn't that just what everyone generally wants or or is like or is like going back to your home country and living that is is that living on the (sighs) edge? you know what I mean (laughs) you know what I'm talking about
0: (laughs) I think I think like what they want to like say is that I think there there needs to be a good balance of both if that makes sense like um Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting, like, a safe and comfortable life, especially if, like, you came out from something, like, from, like, the complete opposite of that. And then, but then there's also, like, this other spectrum or other end where as, like, a person who obviously wants to grow and be better and things like that, like, if you're just safe and comfortable, like, where you are, like, is nothing going to want to irk you to be passionate about something? Does Mm, that make sense? yeah 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 makes sense Mm. yeah
1: yeah i would i would also add that like like you know the there's this idea that like if you're like the opposite of a yappy is like someone who like at the very beginning of a tv show right at like episode one is like the the stand the quote stand-up comedian played by was that timothy de la ghetto yeah yeah so the the character ollie played by Mm -hmm. timothy de la ghetto yeah he um like, that's the opposite of a yappy. Somebody who's, yeah. like, quote, super progressive, you know, super into, like, you know. He's an, like, in, like activist oppression. and, yeah. Yeah, like, the, the, like, he always is outspoken about the oppression of, like, Asian people, you know. And so, like, that's the opposite of a yappy is, like, this, like, super duper, you know, progressive into, like, being at protests and, like, fighting against oppression and all that stuff. It's, like, you're actively out there doing stuff, you know, and it looks like you're doing stuff. Whereas, you know, like, a yappy is, like, the more comfortable, safe. Oh, I don't want to do that. That's fine. You know, like, they blend into the background and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would say that that's the opposite of a yappy. Does that make sense, Larry? I yeah, you, uh,
2: you know, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I live in Seattle, and Seattle is a very, <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, like, it's very interesting living in Seattle because, like, the political climate here is that it's very liberal, and very activisty and stuff like that. Um, and very progressive. Um, and if you don't label yourself as progressive, then, like, um, people tend to, like, look down upon you and stuff. And so, like, you know, everybody's all about, like, Black Lives Matter. Like, on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, people go and, like, you know, they march. And that's just something you do on MLK Day. It's just, like, the cool, hip thing to do, you know? And, like, that bothers me a little bit because... You can say that like you're into like all this stuff and you like you know, you can be outspoken and all that stuff, but then like there's there's a part of you that has to really care and has to like deeply care about like the thing in which you are being an activist for, you know. In this case it's Asian American kind of the idea of Asian Americans being oppressed and um and the and racism in America, essentially. And if you are just not educated about the stuff then like you need to do your work and that's kind of what Andrew's doing in in the in the tv show he's doing a lot of like self-internal work of like looking like okay why does this matter why doesn't it matter you know like why does race matter why does it matter that the girlfriend that the girl that I'm dating is you know half black like like why does that matter and what is what happens when people look at us you know um I always have like people tell me like oh yeah like um, like we're Asian, like people don't, people don't see our race or whatever, you know, or like, or our race doesn't really matter. Like, or like, we're not people of color and stuff like that. But I don't think that's true. Like when, when I go out to the store, especially in Seattle, cause Seattle's really white, at least the part of town that I live in, when I go to the store, people automatically notice that I'm Asian. Like that's the first thing they notice about me. There's already like a, like a judgment put on me when I was living in the Midwest in the middle of nowhere illinois in the cornfields like literally people were afraid to come up to talk to me because they did not know if i spoke good english or not like like that was the racism that i faced you know like that and that that changes me like when i experienced that because we grew up in sacramento south sacramento and it was super diverse you know what i mean like super duper diverse Um, Yeah. And so like that wasn't a problem. But then like moving out to a place where there was like only white people and the way that like white people look at you when you come into a store or, you know, like the things that people say to you, it's just kind of like, okay, like there's this weird sort of thing that happens. And and other people, even though they don't say it outright, like they notice that you're Asian and that you're going to always just kind of be this outside person. Um, so that being said, like, I I don't feel like I'm a yappy. I wish I had a good paying job. <laughs> I mean, my job pays pretty well, but I don't, I, I'm not like a software engineer and I don't make like hundred K plus a year, you know? Like yes. Yeah. That's, that, that's not, that's not, I. I but you know, it's, you mean, it also
0: would be, but you don't like boys to men?
1: <laughs> uh, actually I don't like boys to men, nor what? do I like
2: basketball.
1: <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, Um yeah, I, I don't like either of them. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I mean, sure, I like some of their songs, but I don't really remember them. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. But it's so <laughs> yeah. BMWs. Yeah, i mean not Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm like yeah, I'm like not a yappy, but I'm also not like super duper like progressive liberal either. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm just who I am, and and I I've come to do a lot of internal work with like my race and the way that race is in America. And so like, I'm, I would, I would say I'm pretty aware of what happens when like my body encounters a space or place in the way in which other people like see that interaction Mm -hmm. happen. Like I'm very much aware of that. I'm in the middle, I guess always in the middle.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why do you guys think that um, a lot of Asian Americans live like this? Or do you think a lot of Asian Americans live like this?
2: I have to say. Yeah, uh, you go guys, ahead. You guys ever hear stories about mom and dad, how they lived in Thailand? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the reason why. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Because, um, you know, they want like a different life, a more, I don't know, quote unquote, successful life mm-hmm. compared to the kind of life that they had to live back in, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, Laos and Thailand, mm-hmm. um, and so that's why a lot of Asian Americans, when they kind of immigrate, or a lot of Asians, when they immigrate from their home country to here, um, they have this goal or this, you know, this mindset, because, you know, they want their kids to be uh, successful and live off of them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I'm just kidding about the last part, but kind of, not really, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but but yeah, like, it's just like just even hearing it just even like thinking about it now you know um uh, cuz right now you know our our aunt our aunt from Thailand is from is home and you know like her her life is totally different from how she, from how she's you know here with us you know what i mean like staying with us now is yeah. different from how she would be staying at home back in Thailand it's completely different you know um so yeah i guess it's just that difference of lifestyle where it's a sort of like you know um they want the best for their kids and in a way like safe and comfortable and being a being an engineer or a doctor or a lawyer or whatever you know it it it's one of the ways to get to that point so that's that's why i think a lot of and and even personally like this is something i i actually want to you know what i mean because it's just it's something that i just want to be like i just want to be well off you know i want to be able to take care of myself you know um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that I don't think, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong about it, and so I guess when uh, people were uh, when when watching this TV show and they talked about, like, you know, Yappy being comfortable and safe, and I was thinking about it, I was like, what? What's wrong with that? Like, the whole time, like, I was thinking how what Andrew was thinking, you know in the first whole episode, I was thinking the exact same way like, I had no idea what like, what's wrong with it, and then, you mm-hmm. know as, as the episodes went on, they kind of explained a little bit um, and so, yeah Mm. Nah, no, that, that's what I think.
1: Yeah. I I think... I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with trying to, you know, be somebody who takes care of yourself and and is, is well off and someone who can, like, you know, like like, you don't need to be financially dependent upon anybody else, but you could be, like, an independent person. I think, like... I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. But if you insert that into America... And you insert that into the history of America, like there are so many things wrong with it, in my opinion, like because it almost seems as if like the American dream is a lie, because the American dream is this idea that like you can, you know, work your way up from the bottom um, and get to this place where you're like super successful and stuff like that. But if you look at like how long Asian Americans have been here in the United States, and you look at like the number, the like the top number of like CEOs in in the entire US and the and then the amount of um and the the number of rich people and stuff like that in the US you'd be surprised to see how the statistics don't match up like like there are not I don't even know if there are any Asian American CEOs in the top 100 companies in the US you know I just don't think there are there might be I'm not sure don't quote me but the the, <laughs> the idea that I'm getting at is that like it's like we'll never, we're never gonna get there, like we will never ever get there, and and it's this idea that like Asian Americans are just always going to be pointed and looked at as if like we're other, and that we're never going to be able to, you know, like to rise up to the ranks and stuff like that, and I think that that's a problem, and I think that that's that's what the American dream does to Asian Americans, is that it makes us believe. That like oh you know like once we made it as a lawyer or a doctor or a, or whatever everything's gonna be fine but really in this facade of like peace in this facade of like being comfortable like there's this thing in the background where like if I walk into a to a Walmart in the middle of nowhere Illinois in the middle of the night that people are going to follow me around and people are going to look at me weird and people are not going to want to talk to me like that exists hmm, okay
0: yeah no that was really good um when you were talking about um asian americans just being like comfortable just living their american dream like in was it the first episode i think the first episode where he like talks to his boss and his boss was like hey like i know you wanted to like find a position or like move up a <laughs> yeah. position you know and he's just like and then she's like oh but we don't have anything right now or something like that yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. And it's just like, what? Like, how are you okay with that? <laughs> like, right. me? I'm just like, no. Like, like I feel like for, like, a lot of Asian Americans, like, we're told to, like, you know, work hard and, you know, and just, like, don't say anything and stuff like that. And then, like, we'll get promoted. You know what I mean? But it's not mm, always the yeah. people who just sit quietly in the back that are going to, like, make it into, like, a higher position. You know what I mean? Right. um so like that really like ticked me off i was just like dude i'm like yeah. get that position but um i don't know i feel like that that could be like something too it's just like you know the stereotype of like asians like being smart and being quiet and like not speaking up for ourselves and and like in some ways like growing up like it was true like for me like i didn't stand out for myself or like if people said something i am just like okay whatever like i'll just ignore it because that's what we're like what's been like ingrained in us just like okay like if we don't do something like don't provoke it you know what i mean like don't poke the beehive and make it worse like i feel Mm. like that's like a a lot of uh, asian americans like grew up that way that's why like a lot of asian americans do live like that because it's just been ingrained in us for so long
2: See, like, I want to bring up other media, or other, like, two other pieces of media I are, are in my mind, but we haven't really watched it or talked about it, so, so I don't really want to bring it up. <laughs> you can
1: rope in it in a little bit if you want.
2: Well, because, um, okay, so, in uh, there's a show that Jonathan and I have been watching. It's called Terror Infamy, uh, which is about, like, World War II no uh, spoilers, Japanese please. internment camps. Oh, no no spoilers at all. But there, there comes a point where it's like, you know, uh, the Japanese Americans are being, you know, Put into these internment camps, and a lot of them just kind of take it, you know, as it is, and they're just they're like, "What? Like, is that, is that even okay?" And then um, a lot of the older, the parents who who migrated from from Japan to uh, to the United States, a, a lot of them just say like, "Oh no, it's it's okay." And, and then there even comes a point where, like in the in the show, there's like the father and and there's there's a son. The father like works at a factory, like a, a canning factory, right? And it, he. He uh, fishes uh, for this um, for this guy, who just really you know keeps giving him all, all this uh, s- sorts of hassles and problems and such. And so, like in order for him to like stay quiet about an incident, like his boss made him like give up his car for him, and then the father was like, okay, like it's it's okay, we don't want any trouble, and then. The son goes and says like like Dad we're like what are you doing like that's ridiculous like why do you, why do you have to give up you know your hard work so that way you can be you know safe you can be like okay you know what I mean so like uh, this thing like uh, you see it reflected a, I've seen it reflected a lot in in this show and like even another film too it's like like why. Why is that even such a thing that we desire? You know what I mean? So, like, like I don't know. I just, like, it's just weird to think.
1: Like, the the, the safety and comfortability of life, I guess.
2: Yeah, but, but like, why? I don't know, because it's, like, it's, is that not right? Is that not wrong? Is it, I don't know, what is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, even growing up, that was just sort of a thing, too. And I just thought that you know i thought that I was just okay i don't know where i'm going with this but i just i don't think it's so weird that this thing still continues you know what i mean it's like as we get older and as we get like okay and comfortable with it are we just okay with it mm-hmm. you know what i mean or yeah. is it just like a like or is it always just going to be like a new generation thing right like you know if if we have our own kids or if we have uh, you know kids or kids growing up you know what i mean are they going to say the same thing that we're saying now mm you know, when we get older, not. but we say oh, the exa- exact opposite, you know
3: what I'm talking about?
2: It's like, yeah. it's like, what does it even look like? You know? Cause yeah. all, all, all yeah. I've seen it are just examples of it. And who knows? Like, like maybe our parents said the exact same thing we did when they were growing up. You know what I mean? To the, to our grandparents, you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I, I maybe can't imagine. Nah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our parents were progressive, <laughs> but no, just like, going off of what you said Larry about like it being a generational thing like I obviously I have kids I have two kids five-year-old and almost a three-year-old and I I think it's important for us to be talking about this now so that like my kids don't have to to like go through this it's like seriously like how long has it been and we're still like you know like fighting this like how long has it been like this is ridiculous you know what I mean and I think it's um important for like other people of different races to like understand and know these things and um <laughs> and um i don't know and kind of just stand up stand up for you know for the like the things that they see that if it, it's not right then just like stand up for them yeah yeah
2: yeah for, for me it's always like the way i've always interpreted it is always like you know learning to pick your battles because sometimes a lot of it's just not not worth the hassle and i guess sometimes that's what happens when you deal with certain things and it's just like oh it's not you know it's not worth the trouble or the hassle of having to deal with it but i don't know it's, it might I, be just rooted in our culture too so I,
0: I get that. I mean, sometimes, like, things can be, like, petty or whatever. But I think – but it's, like – but if we don't say something, like, they're just going to keep saying it. Does that make sense? Like, they're just going to go keep – they're just going to keep on thinking that whatever I'm saying is fine because this person didn't say anything about it. So it must be okay.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: I think the idea of um, harmony and, like, keeping the peace – And being comfortable is actually, like, something that's ingrained in, like, Asian cultures. Like, if you take, for example, the idea of, like, Hmong churches, right? Like, Hmong American churches. There's so many, like, splits and stuff, you know? Like, Hmong people make a church, and then, like, something happens. People don't agree with it, and then they split off and start their own new church. And I think that that's because rather than dealing with the problem and dealing with the issues that are happening in the church and reconciling and solving the issues, what we do is like, we're just like, okay, whatever, fine. Like you have your own idea. I have my own, my own thoughts and, an idea about life. So I'm going to go and start my own thing and the people who agree with me can go and, you know, can go and start my own thing with me. You know, I think, I think that's just part of, like ingrained in 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 who we are you know and in our culture and so it's difficult for us to fight against that you know
2: yeah generally like we're a lot more social and family-based compared to other cultures and um i think being a yappy so to speak just kind of falls under that you know what i mean yeah so in a way like it's just a part of us
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that's why a lot of Asian Americans live that way because, you know, it's easier um to not think about it and also like it's easier to compare ourselves to like other people of color and say that like it's, it's easier not to say as that. Oh, yeah, like right, it's not as bad, but I don't think that that's true. I just think that the racism that we receive is more subtle compared to the more explicit ways that other people of color, you know, experience racism.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like like the in the first episode of the comedian when he was doing his like his talk, he was like, Yeah, Asian people get this sample platter of racism. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like so true. I'm like, oh, huh, i never thought about that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but
0: yeah. Um anyways. So do you guys think there will be a shift in the way Asian Americans live? Like just watching this, like if you were to show your friends, like do you think anything would change? like do you think they would not not necessarily like go like you know swing the pendulum the other way and be like activists and stuff like that but just like
3: yeah just like
0: doing maybe like little things like in their everyday life if something were to come up like they would maybe just speak out about something or you know yeah
2: yeah um i'm all for you know these sorts of things being known but like it's, it's sort of like after you know it then what do you do what can you do you know what i mean how can our lifestyle and the way we live reflect i, I don't know like the, i don't know if there's even a way to really do it you know what i mean cuz like even even the question that we're asking right now even yappy even the tv show yappy doesn't really answer it you know what i mean in fact i, I don't even think it answers it i don't think it answers it at all you know like, even even at the very last episode so but yeah, so do I think there will be a shift the way we live? Um, not immediate. I think a change like this it's gonna take generations, even, and and, and like even as you said, Jess, because I brought up the the World War Two example, um, mm. that was still something that they went through, and that still hasn't changed right now. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't even know what would be able to make. It's such a change, you know, it had to yeah. be something really radical, very drastic. And even if that bump were to come in the road, even if like a big, <laughs> even like a huge, like lump in the road was in the way, we <laughs> would just like, oh, just sweep it under the rug. Just pretend that never happened. You know what I mean? Because we can't afford to uh, risk the disharmony and the conflict to occur. You know what I mean? hmm. Um because it can jeopardize not just the people we're with but like our family and close friends as well and i think that's always the fear when it comes to trying to be more outspoken on these sorts of ideas because it's sort of like um you're gonna get like a lot of backlash in it but i i think though there will become like there will be like a boiling point i'm pretty sure but like, I don't know how long it's gonna take because we always tend to just reset it back to water temp to room temperature. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah, that's that's what I think.
1: Yeah, I I don't know how long it's going to take for Asian Americans to shift um, in their thinking in their philosophy. At the church that I work at, we do a lot of um, racial reconciliation work, and a big part of that group is Asian Americans and. Like, the hard thing about Asian Americans, I think, is, like, pushing Asian Americans to see that that there's a problem, you know? That's the big thing. A lot of Asian Americans, again, are just comfortable, like, sitting and not thinking about race and not thinking about, like, how their race impacts, like, their everyday, like, life, you know? For some Asian Americans, they never have to think about it. And for other Asian Americans, they always have to think about it. And so I think it just it's just going to take a while and, um, there's always going to be people on both sides. I don't think there's, there's ever going to be like a full on, like everybody's going to feel this way, you know?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Just wait for all the old generation (laughs) to die. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Wow. Yeah. Disrespect.
0: Uh, (laughs) Dishonor. Um, what I was thinking about is, um, i think like you guys have mentioned it'll definitely take a long time um because like we've what we've been talking about throughout this episode is that we've it's, it's just been so ingrained in us that you know to not fight about things and not bring up any arguments and avoid you know conflict and things like that it's just been ingrained in us and and like the, I guess the racism towards Asians have just been so subtle. It's just like, we've kind of just taken it and we just kind of brush it off. And, um, yeah, I think it's, I think the, the talk will have to start with like, like what you said, Jonathan about like racial reconciliation. I think that our, like our country is going through like this big thing. Like I can like feel it if that makes sense. You can just feel like the tension that you know our country is like going through, and just like the things that that's happening. And um, I have a friend who who's really big on um, racial uh, reconciliation, and she's been like doing this amazing job of just like doing her research and reading, and you know just asking the hard questions. And it's been pretty cool and amazing to see her like on this journey. Like we've talked a little bit about this and um hold on let me let me see if i can find this question that she asked me well because i watched um have you guys heard that documentary called white privilege on netflix Mm
3: -mm. it's
0: with it's with chelsea handler she's a comedian and (laughs) you can already tell what it's about (laughs) and so (laughs) um I think she said she mentioned something in her Instagram stories and I told her I was like, Yeah, like I watched it and she's like she was just asking like my thoughts on it and she said there are so many anti racist things out there today focus on like the black and white divide and she gets why but she's wondering how other people of color feel when watching like these documentaries like that, or like engaging with things like that. Do we feel included? Do we feel excluded? Are we frustrated? Or do we feel like it's a step in the right direction, even if it's just like a conver conversation, um, even though it's not directly related to like Asians or just like people other people of color. Like, do how do we feel? So like that really that really like i don't know it got me like it got me thinking and i'm like i don't i don't know i mean sure i'm frustrated and it's annoying but like i get i get why like like the conversation is so heavily on like the black and white like divide mm-hmm. it's because our country has so much history with that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like asian american's like we do and like you know Mexican-Americans, we all we all have, like, some history with, like, the, with our country, but, like, just, like, the the history between, like, the black and white people of this country is just so, like, so deep, and the roots are so deep, like, I get why it's such a bigger conversation than it is, like, if it was just, like, Asian-Americans, you know?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I mean, yeah, like, obviously, like, I don't want my kids to have to go through, like, like to to experience these things, but I don't know when it's going to change.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. You yeah. guys have anything it's... else that you guys want to add?
2: Uh, so the rest of the episodes, they kind of uh, I know we primarily talked about like Yappy, like uh, like everything we covered so far. It was just pretty much only the first episode of Yappy, and that's like 15 minutes long. But there's still four other episodes as well that we haven't really touched upon. Um and, and they're just sort of like I think they're just sort of like uh little gags uh as in like like little things to kinda of poke fun at in terms of yeah, like teasers, uh teasers, kind of. Yeah. Um and what talking about like um because i in, in episode two it is called I'm a bad Asian and uh Andrew, the main character, talks about how he doesn't like dim sum. <laughs> which i thought
0: was you don't like dim sum
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah so so well in a way we're just. i'm trying to like shift the conversation a little bit um, yeah yeah because it got real it got real deep <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> it did it did let's lighten um, it up and, and a little I'm bit not, i'm not yeah i'm not saying it's not important it is very very important but um you know until we can find a way to really do something where it's really impactful you know where it'll reach a lot of people and to kind of move them to actually take action like i think it's gonna be a while before we get there you know yeah but yes anyways uh we're gonna continue on to the. uh we're just gonna kind of briefly skim over the next episodes at least um but yeah um so the main character andrew says he doesn't like dim sum do y'all like dim sum or or is there anything asian that you guys don't like (laughs) that asian people should probably like
0: um i mean i never tried dim sum until i met jason Okay. Hmm. It's just because I don't. I, we just never went out for dim sum. I mean, I've heard like mom and dad talking about it when like we we were uh-huh. growing up and stuff. But we just,
3: yeah.
0: I don't think we've ever gotten dim sum because um, oh, it was okay. kind of like a I don't know a Chinese thing.
2: <laughs> it is. It is
1: a Chinese. Yeah, it is a very much Chinese thing.
0: Yeah, it's very like Chinese. Like, yeah, yeah, people yeah. don't have anything like that. And yeah, I I never tried it until I met Jason, and I really like it. It's I mean, it's yeah. kind of mm-hmm. kind of the same thing <laughs> over yeah, and over it's again, Chinese like seafood to me. <laughs> yeah, like everything is just like shrimp or like seafood just wrapped up differently.
2: Don't <laughs> <No laughs> get me wrong, up in, like this thing.
0: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong; it's still good, but
1: yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I actually don't like hot pot. Oh. I don't like Wait. hot pot. oh maybe I've never had a good experience with hot pot but I don't like hot pot. <laughs> so like everyone's all raving about hot pot but I actually am like what?
3: That's, no, I, what? I
2: I get that <laughs> like, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah just... I
0: think I think hot pot's okay. Yeah. It's it's good but I yeah. get it. You're just I'm like I don't get like how it's good cuz you're just dipping food in broth.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like cooking in front of you like that. That's t- Yeah. I... I'm just like <laughs> it's good I... but yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) the um okay hot pot in the united states is really crappy but like hot pot when i went to shanghai oh my god it was so good like so so good and so when i came back to the u.s and i went to hot pot i was kind of expecting like you know like really good stuff especially the ones where people say it's good right but then i went and i was like this isn't even like half as good as the hot pot that i went oh, to man. In, crazy. in china hot pot is, so hot pot in china is so much better than hot pot here in the states if we ever go to china together larry i'll take you to the hot pot place that okay we went to
2: okay and you will see why it's so good when we premiere our movie in china we'll do that <laughs> 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 oh man yeah
1: Yeah, um, but Hot Pot is, I would say, like, the least favorite of all the Asian eating experiences, you know? Yeah. Um, Like, I love Korean barbecue. Oh, Uh, yeah, so good. I love dim sum. But, like, Hot Pot is good, you know? I'll go. Yeah. And, you know, there are some pretty decent places, but... Yeah. If you don't like soup and hot stuff, then you know then you yeah. don't really
2: like it. <laughs> yeah, like like boba dumplings, always like down boba. for it. Oh uh, fuck! Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Always. Oh fuck! Oh, yeah, yeah, always. Oh man!
1: Fuh is something we did we did do growing up as kids though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, even,
2: or even like kupon or and all those other kinds of food too. Kopia. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> we need to stop talking about food.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Um. I will admit, though, that sometimes when I go get boba, I get to drink without boba. <gasps>
3: How dare you? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
0: no, but see, the thing about boba is, like, sometimes you have... It has to be right cuz it can't be too chewy or it has to be or it can be like mm-hmm. too hard and then it's not good mm-hmm. and then like basically yeah. half your drink is wasted yeah. because it's full yeah. of boba.
2: <laughs> boba yeah. is like a substitute but... for ice <laughs> in your drink. <laughs> That's really <it>. No,
0: no. No.
2: <laughs> no, but I I like boba. I like grass jelly. I like all the other little stuff too you can add in. They're pretty good.
0: So the next one okay. is the episode three is called is titled who counts as asian so this one mm-hmm. specifically talked about uh, well he was at at work and his boss was like hey like it's a aapi a- month like like we want to celebrate you guys and blah 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 and then she gives him a budget for like the chinese specifically only for the chinese americans <laughs> and then andrew he like he finds out like what the heck like all the other asians in the in the in the company they also have a budget like what the heck why don't we just all do it together like why do we all have to (laughs) do our own separate things so they were just talking about like like who counts as asian you know what i mean like that's always been like the the great divide (laughs) Mm -hmm. with like you know like pacific islander and things like that it's just like oh but you guys Mm -hmm. are asian and yeah but (laughs) it was funny that episode was funny
2: (laughs) yeah i mean if you want to hop in and brand yourself as asian that's cool or you want to be counted as asian that's fine with me you know i don't it's cool no no like legit it is like um i think for a while a lot of people weren't too sure if uh like fijians or like people from india were were asian i'm like yeah like yeah i think so they're part of asia i don't see why not you know (laughs) right i thought i thought it was fine you know what i mean um unless there's like a something very distinct for it like yeah go ahead (laughs) <laughs> Join if, us, you know. I'm totally, you, I'm totally down. I know.
0: I'm like, if you have a little bit of Asian in you, I'm like, okay, I'll claim you. Like, I'm not gonna yeah. discount.
2: <laughs> yeah, disown. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna do that. Like, I'm, I was fine with it. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. And, and yeah. it's funny because, like, in the show or in that episode, they talked about how, like, it depends on like the kinds of culture that it was influenced, and even like those kind of cultures, like uh, like um, South Asian cultures, Indian cultures, uh, Pacific Island cultures, like, they're very, um, they're similar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. That, that region just has similar cultures anyway. You know, very family-oriented, you know, social harmony and that sort of thing. So, like, yeah. Like, if anything, that's just how it was, so. <laughs>
1: mm mm-hmm. um, Have you guys seen that YouTube video? It's called Ninja Say What? And... It's essentially like um Asian people using like the n word to address each other, but instead of the n word they use ninja
3: mm-hmm. um,
1: they're like they're like they're like this ninja, you know, or like they say so what's up, ninja you know um and so like um at the end of the video they have this uh Indian dude come up and they're like and the Indian guy is like, What's up ninjas? And they all look at each other. <laughs> they're like, Uh that's horrible. It's so <laughs> funny. But yeah oh, have you guys not seen it before? No. No, I've never seen um, that. I'll post it so you guys can see it. But the, <laughs> okay. the YouTube video is that's, called Ninjas Say funny.
2: What? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs>
0: Okay, uh, so the next episode is episode four, which is titled "Why is interracial dating so complicated?" So in this episode, we see Andrew. He starts to begin a relationship with Kalina, who is a dance instructor. And uh, in the previous episodes, his Andrew's cousin. He starts. He's in high school. He starts to go to dance classes because it's kind of like expected of Asians in high school now to be able to know how to dance. So Andrew starts a relationship with Kalina. Who is half black, half Japanese, and and then, he, once he tells his friends that he's dating someone who's like who's half and half, they're like, what, like what the heck, like you know, just like being really like interested in in knowing like why he would date someone
3: mm-hmm.
0: that's just not like like full Asian, I guess, quote unquote.
2: Yeah, I, I thought yeah. this episode interesting because they started talking a little more about like relationships in general, like, dating relationships when it comes to being Asian. It was kind of poking fun at how um, one of the other characters, uh, Jessica, I believe. Is
0: yeah, his sister. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Jessica. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they were at a bar, right? And Jessica was with like another friend of hers, and then uh, they started talking about like you know why did, why why are Asian men, you know why are Asian men so into like uh, non-Asian girls or something like that um, and all these other things and then um, yeah I don't know I just thought it was really funny how they're just kind of pointing things out.
0: Yeah, it's like Asian women have been like fetishized for like so mm-hmm. long, like yeah. by you know obviously movie and media and like obviously like the porn industry, um, yeah. but but then it's like what about like Asian men? Like how come mm-hmm. they're just, you know, stereotyped as like the weak and like the nerdy and like the not like masculine and you know things like that. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm just like, it's so annoying because, yeah. f- like growing up, like I, I didn't like Asian men. Like it wasn't something that they just weren't on my radar. <laughs> ah,
3: <laughs> Even so you though I,
0: too.
3: yeah, <laughs> like were brainwashed huh?
0: too. <laughs> I yeah, I, I no, like... seriously.
1: I feel like you you dated Asian men though. I did,
0: which was funny. No, but then (laughs) I—they're not on your radar, but
1: you did. (laughs) I know. I was like, uh, you dated only Asian dudes though. I know
0: it's it's funny because, but I but growing up, like I always wanted to date a white guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like it was just like comes out. No, Jason knows that. (laughs) (laughs) But I always wanted to date a white guy, but I just like okay, I guess I can't date a white guy, so I just settle for
1: Asian. You settle. (laughs)
2: <laughs> you'll settle
0: <laughs> i didn't settle for jason okay he's not <laughs> don't think that about i know <laughs> i know
2: we're messing with you
0: <laughs> but yeah but it also had to do with like um like asian men being portrayed like in media like they weren't portrayed as like handsome right. or like the leading role or you know they yeah. were always the geeky nerdy best friend or something you know what mm-hmm. i mean so i think yeah, that's like kind of like yeah I mean, don't even get me started on that movie. But <laughs> <laughs> you um, love that movie. I do. I love it, but it's also really bad.
1: <laughs> it's also really racist.
0: <laughs> it yeah, it's bad because it's racist. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's just it's been ingrained. I'm like, okay, like, well, I guess the only leading, leading male guy I want is a white guy because that's all I see on TV. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and you know, like this idea that, um, this idea that, like, um, men, like, Asian men are not desirable actually comes out of, like, a, like, a policy that the United States passed in, like, 1882. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard about that. I've heard about that somewhere. Essentially, like, Chinese men could not marry
0: Like white women, right?
1: Yeah, white women. And actually they were I don't think they were allowed to marry at all. Um okay. but then like but then Chinese women could marry like white men. And so mm-hmm. like that's what was happening. And so I think that, you know, there's just like this deep like historical root behind why Asian American men are portrayed that way. You know, it's mm-hmm. just because there are all this like social stigmas That existed to make Asian American men like non-desirable. Not
0: desirable, yeah.
1: Yeah, and also like Asian American men tend to be portrayed as like a little bit more effeminate, even in like Korean dramas and and like Asian in Asian TV, like um, like Asian American or Asian men are portrayed as like a little bit more feminine and a little bit more. like, not as, quote, masculine, you know, as mm-hmm. the American white man is, you know? And so, like, it's okay to be smart. And that is, like, something that's attractive, you know, for, like, for Asian men. Uh, for, for, like, Asian women, it's like, oh, yeah, like, they want a smart man, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think of, like, Legend of the White Snake, the chinese drama that i just watched over the summer and the guy in there like not masculine at all could not fight could not do any of that stuff but he was very smart he was very like you know he he was a doctor and so he could like you know fix people's wounds and stuff like that and that was what was attractive about him whereas like that's not what like society tells women to find attractive you know Mm mm-hmm yeah,
0: yeah, which is, which is funny because that's one of the the biggest reasons that attracted me to Jason in the first place was that when he like would speak, and like he was very smart, just like the like the way he portrayed himself, like he like he was just el- so eloquent, and I was like, oh, like okay, hello. <laughs> but yeah, that's what attracted me to Jason first was was um how like smart he is, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah and jason's also like a very charismatic person too yeah
2: he is
3: yeah
2: all right so um the last episode didn't i felt like it didn't really talk about much right it was just more of like a recap or not a
1: recap it was um
2: well like him just summarizing like how he felt
1: the big thing yeah. in the last episode was the conflict that he had with... The ex-boyfriend. ...with other people of color. With yeah. like oh, okay. In this episode, it's with black folks. And so, yeah, it's just kind of like he wanted to meet Kalina's friends. And so he went to a party with Kalina's friends. And, of course, Kalina being half black, like, she has a lot of black friends. Um, and so he was a little out of his element there um, because he... Had constantly in the past in the previous episodes like mentioned that he doesn't really hang out with anybody but Asian people, Mm -hmm. Um, and so, like you know, he was just kind of he felt out of place there, and then and then he was even confronted for being Asian um, at the party and like why is he there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that was his big conflict.
2: I don't know if it was this episode or the last episode, but they were talking about like um, how. Because Andrew is uh, dating Kalina, she's like half black, half Japanese, and then they they brought out the movie Romeo Must Die, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> but isn't it so weird? Okay, isn't it weird how a lot of a lot of uh, movies with like like with like an Asian role always has uh, always has like another minority role with them too. And and most like we have like Rush Hour, right? You have Jackie Chan, you know who's Chinese. You have Chris Tucker who's black. Like what's up with the duels? Like they're always putting like. Asian people and black people like in the same like <laughs> they start in the same roles. You know what I mean? Um, you got Jet Li's Cradle to the Grave. That's Jet Li and DMX. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, why why isn't it like? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I think the only the only other the only other two movies I could think of where uh, Jet Li I think it, is with like with like Jason Statham like a white guy um, is The One and War. Like otherwise no. it's sort of like they're always no, with there's... like. Shanghai Noon, oh, yeah, Shanghai yeah. Noon, Shang Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I I just thought it was funny because like because they're always pairing like Asian people and black people together. It's like, huh? That's like, true. Like, yeah, just, that's Like, how, uh, like that's, Fast and, that's and how Furious. Just... <laughs> yeah, Fast <laughs> and Furious. Oh, that's yes. Yeah,
1: they lost their like, token <laughs> white guy in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Paul Walker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was funny because they're always like putting like the minorities together in like a starring role. And that's how they not just managed to get only one audience, but two. You know what I mean? You're yeah. knocking out two demographics with that one movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought, I don't know. That's just that's just really interesting how Hollywood thinks like you know right. that's that's how they can get more people because like if you only have Asian people you're only gonna get the Asian people you only have <laughs> a, a, a black cast you're only gonna get black people but what if you get both yeah. you're get which
0: both is people. dumb yeah. which is super I mean, it, dumb to think about it worked <laughs> if you think though, about too, it it
2: worked know? it worked which is terrible <laughs> I know that's that's terrible to think of but it worked. <laughs> The, the funny oh, thing man. is,
0: like, um, when Crazy Rich Asians came out, obviously, all Asian cast, like, I was so surprised to see white people in the theater. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, I thought I was only going to see Asian people here. I was like, nope. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Like, this is good, though. I was like, well, now, yeah. like, you know, like, Hollywood knows, like, if you have, like, an all Asian cast, like, or just, like, an all, you know, specific, it's just, like, one specific, like, race or ethnic group. Like, yeah. it can, it can sell if it has a good story.
2: Yeah. But yeah. then again, you go off to like thinking of, if a movie only has a certain kind of cast, like would everyone, or would only that type of people would watch it? You know what I mean? Like Bollywood mm-hmm. films, for example. Yeah, you know I get mean? it.
0: Yeah, I get um, that.
2: I wouldn't necessarily run out to the theater to watch it, but if I know it's good, if I hear good things about it, I'll check it out. You know what I mean? I'm pretty open-minded to most films. Uh, most films. Not all films. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, I'm pretty open minded, so I'm always down. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter which country, which language they speak, as long as they have English subtitles, I'm good. You know? Yeah. Um. But in terms of like get, but in order, but in terms of like getting on my radar, like that's not what a lot of people are expecting at first. So that's why when Rush Hour, or Romeo Must Die, or you know, uh, all those films stuff came out, like to so get on people's radar, they had to have that that dual cast of minorities you know so
0: so thank you guys so much for tuning in with us as we reviewed yappy and now we will be talking about um a few of the things that we are watching right now
2: um just you can go ahead
0: okay um so <laughs> i
2: stopped you and your korean dramas <laughs> oh my gosh i
0: there has only been two okay there's only been two so i stopped watching All of my shows, like my normal "quote unquote," I guess American shows, and um, I started watching my first first love on Netflix, and also Ricky Historian, which is also on Netflix, and they are. You also
1: watched Love Alarm.
0: Yeah, I did watch Love Alarm too. I liked that one, but like I didn't love it. The girl was kind of annoying. Like the her character was really annoying. But yeah, um, but I really liked uh, my first first love and uh, rookie historian but if you want to watch my first best love it's it's a love story obviously about like two best friends who have just like they've been friends since they were young and like um, the guy has always just he's just been taking care of the girl basically and the premise is like her her mom has left, and she's basically almost kind of, like, been abandoned. Um, they're in college, so so she's, like, working and doing all these things just to, like, you know, keep herself, like, afloat. And then finally, like, her house gets, like, seized, and she has nowhere to go. So um, she moves in with her best friend, but then... Um, Her best friend, the guy, he also has these two other friends who end up kind of, like, in a similar situation where they, like, run away from home and they get kicked out. And so they all just, like, end up living together at his house. Like, he wasn't expecting them, but they just came anyway. So it's kind of just, like, it's the story of that. And it's just, it's a sweet story. Um, I really like the first season. The second season was good, but it was just up till, like, the last episode. They just really rushed it, and I'm like, ah, I wish they didn't do that. Like...
2: There's two seasons? Wow.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised there was two seasons. I was like, oh, like, every... Or, not every, but, like, the... From the Korean dramas that I was looking at, there's only, like, maybe, like, one season. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it's good, and I hope they do another season. I don't know if they are. They haven't, like, announced it, but I know, like, Netflix is they're planning on like doing a lot more Korean dramas. So um, yeah. I'll, I'll have to just wait and see if it com- another season comes out. And then Ricky historian, it was on my radar. It was telling me like it was recommending me to watch it. So I watched the trailer. I'm like, Oh, it looks interesting. And I'm usually not like, I don't love period dramas, but like I'll watch them because it's interesting. But I ended up really liking this um, just because it's about a girl. It's, think it's set in like in South Korea like the 1800s so they still have like Mm -hmm. a king like ruling and stuff like that and you know like women are still just you know supposed to just be married and be a wife and you know all those things like traditional quote-unquote like things that women are supposed to do and um you get this like the main character she's super like vivacious and like outspoken and like she doesn't want to just live the the like the wife, you know, be being that role, like that's that's not what she wants to do. So um, she, there's uh, they put out like a posting for for like female historians because again, like, guessing back then they just had people following them around and you know writing history so that's what she wanted to do and so that's she became one and um the whole season just kind of goes through like the story of like her hardships and things that she had to face as like a female in like a government like type role which i really liked because i like stories where like there are like strong women who like they don't just like just stand by and you know, adhere to, like, what society says, so I really like that, and of course, there's also Mm -hmm. romance uh, in there as well, which I really liked, and I'm like, oh, I really hope there's another season because it's so good, but yeah, those are, those are the only thing, only things that I've watched so far, like, I've gone back to watch my other shows, but they're so boring now, (laughs) (laughs) like, now that I go back, like, they're so boring, (laughs) I'm like, I need something else. Like, cause I've watched like Grey's Anatomy for, I don't know what season they're on, like 16 or something. And it's just like the same old stuff. And I'm like, why is it still on TV? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I asked myself, why am I still watching this? I was like, maybe it's because like, I've been with all the characters for so long. I just like, I have to watch it because I've been, I've seen them for so long, but I think I'm just going to stop because it's kind of getting really boring. Um, but everything else, I kind of just stopped. I think the only other one I wa- I've actually caught up on is This Is Us, which is probably one of my favorite shows on TV right now. But mm-hmm. anyways, that is all I am watching right now.
2: Larry? Yeah, sure. So after our whole Halloween spiel from last <laughs> month, um, I needed a break from horror stuff. So yep. I've been watching a lot more Korean dramas I think while I was watching the horror stuff, like in between like the breaks, I was watching uh, this Korean drama called Familiar Wife, which is about this guy who... Um, he's a little unhappy in his marriage. And so he's kind of like regretting a little bit like pretty much like his his choice, his decision and then he meets up with like an old an old friend of his back from college and then she goes and says oh yeah do you know back in college i used to like you and then he was like oh really i didn't know that and then um so he's just kind of like thinking about it like the whole time and he gets an opportunity to uh he finds some way to travel back in time to to go back to that to that moment where he was in college to ask her out he does it and then when he wakes up the next day, it's like butterfly effect. So time travel butterfly effect. So he wakes up and he's married like to that to that college girl. However, while he's like doing this, he meets up with his old wife in, in the other timeline. Um, like who sees her as like successful doing like her own thing, um, but still kind of like finds himself drawn to her uh, for some reason, you know. And so, um, so he he tries to like balance out this this kind of relationship he has between the two of them. Um, so I, I finished that. I really, really liked it. Um, I liked it more than I thought, than I thought I would have. Um, but yeah, that one's pretty good. And then right now I'm watching this other Korean drama called Extraordinary You, which is about this girl in high school. She, um, she realizes she's like in a comic book world, like a webtoon, uh, kind of world. So like, uh, she thinks she's the main character. So she goes around, you know, um, thinking she's the center of attention and everything, but she realizes all her actions are designed to help the actual main character, the, the female main character, get get into a relationship with some other guy. And so she tries to like there's like a lot of fourth wall breaking rules here. So she tries to like break out of that role and tries to become a main character herself. Um and that one should finish up like sometime next week. So I'm really looking forward to how it's gonna end. But yeah, otherwise like I've just been I've been trying to watch a lot of these Korean dramas because I wanna do like some sort of reviews on them on youtube because i don't think there's that many people who do stuff like that and a lot of people just tend to like dramas korean dramas just because they're have their favorite actors actresses which is cool but sometimes like man like their stories are really bad or it's just not good um like another korean drama i'm trying to watch but i can't because it's i just can't get past the supporting cast um it's called melting me softly which is about this girl who freezes herself with like some other guy they're only supposed to freeze for like 24 hours but then some accident happens they get frozen for 30 years or something that Um, sounds
0: like um that movie with um jennifer lawrence and chris chris what's his name pratt uh yeah, Chris Pratt. The one on like... the ship, right? Yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: heard that was terrible. Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, don't yeah. watch it. Who knows?
2: Maybe, maybe they took the same premise. Um, but yeah, like, Melting Me Softly is pretty bad so far. Um, but I'm forcing myself to sit through it because apparently it's so highly rated, like 9.6 or something. I'm like, you know, I think people are just really, really fanatics about their actors and actresses, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll see. I'll have to force myself to sit through it, but um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing—just watching all these dramas. And also, Jonathan and I managed to catch the opening early release of Doctor Sleep, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is freaking amazing because we're 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 flan boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Doctor Sleep was so freaking good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me.
1: Um, let's see, for me. Um, currently I I watched Dr. Sleep, which I thought was really good. If you guys are not familiar with it, it is the quote unquote sequel to The Shining. I wouldn't really call it a sequel because the story of The Shining is done, you know? And so really Dr. Sleep is just about like the aftermaths or the after effects of everything that happened in The Shining on the character Danny. And so, yeah, it's, it's its own thing. Don't go in expecting The Shining or else you'll be disappointed, which I think that's what a lot of people did. Um, Don't do that. Um, I bought The Haunting of Hill House Extended Edition with all Mm -hmm. the commentary. So Larry and I sat down and we watched all the extended episodes with the commentary. It was really good Mm -hmm. um, to hear Mike Flanagan talk about everything. So, yeah, that was really good. Um, And then um, we also watched Secret, which is a... Japanese film, made in 1999, based off a book called Naoko. Um, And it's kind of like Freaky Friday or other body-switching sort of um, stories. So if you're into that kind of stuff, check it out. I'm trying to watch The Terror Infamy. Trying Mm -hmm. You need to finish it. But I'm watching it with my friends, Janai and Kelly. And the three of us cannot, (laughs) for the life of us, find a time where the three of us are free
2: but I will finish it cuz you got 6 episodes, okay? 6 yes. episodes. I'm excited for that. To go through. And you're the one who introduced me to it and I finished it before you, so yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: you know, I, I really want to watch it but um I'm watching it with other people and when you
2: make commitments yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. This is why I don't make commitments to watch um, shows with other people. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then um also I watched the I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian today on Disney Plus. For those of you who don't know, Disney Plus just released And people are going crazy over it. Oh, yeah, Yeah, we are. (laughs) The Mandalorian is a Star Wars TV show, um, which stars Pedro Pascal, who was Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. And it's good to see a person of color, you know, leading the the TV show, the Star Wars TV show, which is good. Um, And then I'm also looking forward to watching uh, this Netflix TV show called Marianne, which some of my friends told me about. Um, And they say it's a horror TV show that's on par with Haunting of Hill House. And I was like, what? No, you got to be joking me. So that is now on my list and I will be watching
2: Marianne pretty soon. That's impossible, Jonathan.
1: I know, which is why I need to watch it.
2: And I I think people are just exaggerating. I don't think that's possible.
1: I don't think it's possible either. But, you know... These are friends who I, like, watched Haunting... Oh, I told them I wanted to watch Haunting of Hill House. <laughs> and they're like, okay, let's find a time to do it. The next time I see them, which is, like, a week later, they're like, we have a confession to tell you. I was like, what? We watched Haunting of Hill House. I was like, okay, how much? They're like, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they're terrible so, friends. <laughs> so they loved, they loved Haunting of Hill House, and they say that Marianne is super good. And so okay, I'm... Looking forward to watching that on Netflix. Okay. okay. Yeah. Those, those are what I'm watching and things that I've watched. Oh yeah. I wanted to add one more.
0: Yeah. One more. I watched, um, last Christmas. Have you guys seen the trailer for that?
1: Oh gosh. It looks terrible.
0: Yeah. It was, it's not, I (laughs) mean, (laughs) no, it was, it was okay. Um, it was, (laughs) it was a different, it had a twist. Um, it wasn't your typical, like, Christmas movie, I guess. Which was... I was like, mm. oh, I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, okay. But I liked it overall. Um, it wasn't... It's not going to get an Oscar or anything. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It was good. It wasn't, like, great. Yeah. But that mm. I watched that recently with my friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So thank you guys so much for tuning into our podcast today and if you guys have any questions or comments concerns or if you have any recommendations for us you guys can email us um, and so I'm Jessica
1: I'm Jonathan and I'm Larry
0: so thanks for tuning in and we'll see you guys next time